Welcome to the serialized audiobook The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase, written and read by the author Tony Warner. File 1, The Chase is the first book in the Cara Files series. All of the Cara Files books are available to purchase from Amazon in both Kindle and paperback formats. Simply visit your Amazon store and search for The Cara Files. Chapter 2 Two years later, Cara made a decision. For two years, she and Meijing had been together. They spoke every day. They laughed and they cried. They even made love, which was far more fulfilling than Cara had thought possible given their separation. But there was one thing they couldn't do. They couldn't hold each other. After two years, Cara had had enough. She would find a way for them to meet. She would rescue Meijing from her oppressive world. May had already explained that portal technology in her world was very tightly controlled and it was portal technology that was needed. Portals joined worlds together and allowed people to move between them. There were very few people who had access and there was no chance that she could. May was stuck. She couldn't leave her world so Kara decided she would go to her. Making the decision was easy. Finding a way was not May had explained that her world, although superficially like Kara's, was not nice. She had told Kara that it was ruled by two people, Kate and Joe. They were horrible, May had told her. They thought of themselves as the king and queen of their world. They didn't tolerate anyone questioning their motives or orders. Public executions were common. Spies were everywhere, as were the army. Once... May had shown Kara troops marching down a street. They were not human. Rows and rows of marching white figures with glowing red eyes filed past May, who watched from a corner shop. It was an awful sight, and it reminded Kara of images of Nazi troops she'd seen on TV. It didn't look like May could escape her world without being discovered, so Kara had decided she would go to her. Easier said than done. Initially, she had no idea how she was going to travel between their worlds. May had explained that there would be a Kate and a Joe in Kara's world too, and that they would probably have access to portal technology, but Kara didn't trust them. What if they were like May's Kate and Joe? She couldn't risk it. She would have to find her own way, which looked like it would be impossible, until one day she found something. She had been visiting her parents again. It was their wedding anniversary, so there had been another family get-together. To Kara, it was as boring as all of the other visits, but this time there was some relief. Her parents had bought a puppy. Kara immediately volunteered to take it for a walk. It would get her out of the house and away from her annoying family. On this particular morning, she took Cooper, their black Labrador, into a nearby park. It was a lovely sunny hot day and she was glad to get away from the constant questions about her single status and lack of a boyfriend. Cooper was a typical Labrador, big, strong and excitable. 
He loved his walks in the park and was constantly straining and pulling at his lead. She supposed that she should learn how to control him and stop him from pulling. When he was fully grown, taking him for walks would not be fun. But then, he wasn't her dog. It was up to her parents to teach him. She would mention it when she got back, but for now she was going to enjoy her time alone. But things didn't go as planned. Almost as soon as they entered the park, Cooper pulled hard and something on the lead broke. He bounded off excitedly into the bushes. Cooper, shouted Kara, but it was no use. He was young and hadn't had any training. There was no way he was going to come back. She sighed. She was going to have to go after him. This could take some time. Kara entered the bushes and followed. At first it was easy going. She could hear Cooper barking and crashing through the undergrowth. She turned left, then right, following the noises. Gradually, the undergrowth became more and more dense. She cursed as once again a bramble caught her bare arm, scratching and drawing blood. At this rate, she would look as though she'd stepped off the set of a slasher movie when she returned to her parents' house. She was beginning to think that this was a lost cause. She would never find Cooper like this. When she suddenly broke into a small clearing, and there he was. Cooper had found something. He was sniffing the ground while walking around and around something in the clearing. She knelt down to examine it. It was some kind of machine. There was a backpack with wires coming out of it leading to some sort of apparatus. It had a thin metal frame, while within it there were various electronic boards with wires running everywhere. On the front side there were two switches and two lights, one of which was glowing red. What was it? And why was it abandoned here in the park? She looked around but saw no one. She considered what to do. First things first, she grabbed Cooper's collar and refastened his lead. Then she turned her attention to the machine once more. Could it be a bomb? She peeked into the backpack and saw nothing but two large batteries. Inside the metal framework, there seemed to be only wires and boards. Impulsively, she reached forward and flicked the switch that was in the off position. She snatched her hand back and brought up her arms to hide her face. When nothing happened, she peered through her ringed fingers. Her jaw dropped and her breath left her body in one explosive gasp. Hovering above the machine was a two-foot black diameter disc. Instinctively, she reached out to Mei Jing for help. Mei, are you there? Mei replied instantly. Always for you, my love. What's up? I found something. I don't know what it is. Can you help? I can take a quick look, but I can't say long. There's something going on. We've all been summoned to the canteen. Okay, replied Kara. I'd appreciate you taking a quick look. She relaxed her mind with practice ease and felt May slip into her head. Kara looked at the black disc. There, she said. What the fuck is that? May replied immediately. That looks very much like a portal, she explained. How is it there with you? Did you just find it? I've heard that there are naturally occurring portals. I found it, replied Kara. There's a machine here and I turned it on. Wow, who would leave a portal generator lying around? Kara's mind was already thinking ahead. She could use this portal. Should she leave or try to move it? I have to go, said May. Everyone's here and I just saw Kate. Kara could feel May shudder. Okay, speak soon. Love you, answered Kara. Kara smiled to herself as she felt May leaving. She quickly turned her attention back to the task in hand. 
First, she reached forward and flicked the switch back to the off position. The black disc disappeared as expected. Now what to do? Should she try to move it or leave it? Both choices had issues. If she left it, it might be found and damaged or taken away. If she took it, she might damage it herself. It was a tough decision. In the end, she decided to leave it, but she would hide it as best as she could. Gathering up dead twigs and branches, she carefully laid them across the machine and then laid leaves on top. It wasn't a great job, but it should prove effective, hiding it from a casual glance. She then led Cooper away from the machine and made her way back to the path. All the while, she was making plans in her head. She would have to be quick. There was no telling how long the machine would remain undiscovered or how long the batteries would last. You have been listening to The Cara Files, File 1, The Chase by Tony Warner. Performed and produced by the author. Music for this episode is Lone Wolf by Guillerme Bernards. You can contact me on Facebook at Tony Warner Author or by sending an email to cywarbook at gmail.com. That's P-S-I War Book, all one word, at gmail.com. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, spread the word on your favourite social media platform and tune in for the next episode.